live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Quarterbacks in this league, they don't really, they're not really scared of uh, PBUs. You know, they, they're not really running about that. Like, you know, and, but once you get your hands on the ball, as far as like interceptions, you know, that's when the quarterbacks kind of be, you know, concerned. And they're probably not going to come at you as more often. So I try to, you know, do whatever I can to get my hands on the ball. First Birdie with the snap, play action, rolling out to his left, settles in, on his feet, throws for Kittle, jump ball at the 20, intercepted Amik Robertson! He went up and ripped it away from Kittle! This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. We are here at Buffalo Wild Wings, Galleria Mall. My man Juan the Smashers in the building, Baby Smashers in the building. Baby Smashers look like he just woke up, he's not too happy. He's not happy, unhappy baby smashers in the building right now. Got assists in his face. Uh, yeah, he's like, wait a minute, man. Why are y'all messing with me? Why are y'all messing with me? I was just trying to get a nap. Juan the Smasher brought a, a poster, a customized poster. I can't necessarily read all the words that are on it because it's a family show, but it's a fantastic poster that he brought dedicating the Raiders to a victory over the Chiefs. They may have a Kansas City symbol drop it into a trash can and the shield for the Raiders may represent a letter in the alphabet I'm trying to describe it as much as possible without getting myself in trouble it says unnecessary roughness which might be spelled incorrectly but that's okay who's counting <laughs> only so much room on the poster <laughs> only so much room this is the sign of all signs right here brother this is the sign of all signs. So, yeah, really cool little poster that uh, Juan the Smasher brought in here. And we're definitely going to bring this back to the home studios, the Finley Cadillac Performance Studios. We did want to throw the question out there. The Raiders have a chance to be spoilers. Make sure the Chiefs don't get that number one seed. I'm telling you, I know the season hasn't gone the way anyone wanted it to. But, man, it would be a nice little feather in the cap to see the Raiders win on Saturday and stop Kansas City from getting that number one spot. You stop Kansas City from getting that number one spot, they got to go on the road for the playoffs. Who knows what happens? And I know there ain't no such thing as moral victories, but feel kind of good about yourself if you make life more difficult on the division rival, right? That would be awesome to see. And they have an opportunity. They were very close week five. Really probably should have won that game, but they didn't. But they were really close. How does things change tomorrow? So since they have that chance to be the spoilers, I'm asking the question, what has to happen for them to do that? So you can hit us up at 702-365-9200. Also, our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Did want you to hear some sounds from Jarrett Stidham and Devontae Adams. And, again, we didn't have any media uh, availability today, but that's all right. Earlier this week, Jarrett Stidham talked to the media. Matter of fact, him and Devontae both talked earlier this week and uh, just shared their thoughts on a bunch of different subjects. And here's Jared Stidham just kind of reflecting back on his first NFL start. I mean, I, I think, you know, as a kid, you, you grow up wanting to be an NFL starter. And there's little milestones that you hit along the way or that I've hit along the way, whether if it's starting on varsity, you know, as the quarterback and then getting recruited and starting your first game in college. And then thank you, Mac. Thank you. Um, you know, there's just little milestones you try and hit along the way. Obviously, still the ultimate goal of, of playing in the NFL. So um, it was definitely, looking back on it, it was definitely a, a great moment. Um, didn't turn out the way we wanted to, obviously. Um, you know, but that's the great thing about this week. We have another opportunity to try and go out there and get a win. So, 
There you go. Jarrett Stidham just talking about reflecting on his first career start and something he's been working on for a very long time, right? And, uh, and there was a lot of conversations that he was going to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady in New England. It never worked out that way for him. He was injured, and they ended up bringing in Cam Newton. And they were supposed to have a, convers- uh, a competition, but, again, he was injured, and really it never happened the way that he thought it was going to happen. So the Raiders make the trade for him, comes in during training camp, and at some point you feel like maybe he's going to get an opportunity to go out there or maybe he'll just be some really good uh, insurance just in case something happens to Derek Carr. And lo and behold, he gets a start last week and does a really good job and has a chance to finish off the season really strong. Also, Jared Stidham talked about, again, a bunch of other things, but just focusing on this game this week because in the offseason he's going to be a free agent and anything could happen. Any other team could offer him a contract. Uh, maybe the Raiders bring him back. Maybe he's competing for the starting job. Maybe he's a starter somewhere else. Who knows? But here's Jared Stidham just talking about focusing on this week. I'm just focused on this week, focused on, you know, we have, I guess, really three and a half days left of the season, four days of the season left, and that's really all I'm focused on, uh, doing the best that I can for for the guys in the locker room, doing what my, my role is, what my job is, and um, that's all I can really do right now and um, just try and give my best effort the next you know, four days and leave it all out there on the field on Saturday. That's the beautiful thing about it. That's all he's got to do, leave it all out there on the field on Saturday. Simple as that. I mean, he knows that the season's coming to an end. Like he said, we have three and a half days, and that was on Wednesday. Three and a half days, four days left of the season. So for those guys that have a bunch of pride in that locker room, and I know there's a bunch of prideful cats in that locker room, for those guys, they know that their last hurrah is going to be on Saturday. And for some of those guys, their last hurrah with the Raiders, period, is going to be Saturday. And that could be Jared Stidham. Again, I mean, he's a free agent. Anything could happen. You just don't know. So who's the team that the Raiders have to play? Well, the Kansas City Chiefs. As I've been mentioning, uh, they could play spoilers to Kansas City, not allow them to be the number one seed overall. So how excited is Jared Stidham for this challenge of playing the Chiefs? Kansas City, a great football team. Um, you know, we went, uh, you know, last time we played them, went down to the very end of the game and, um, you know, that's, that's what the NFL is all about. A lot of, there's a lot of really good players on, on every team, and um, we're obviously super excited for the challenge, um, you know, specifically with their, with their front. Their front four is uh, explosive. They've got fast linebackers. They've got guys in the secondary that can move around and, and make plays on the ball. So uh, it's going to be a tremendous challenge for us, um, and we're, we're really excited about it. Thanks for the 707. The Raiders beating Kansas City is like Michigan beating Ohio State. I don't care if they have to put five guys on them, but they cannot let Travis Kelsey have a big game, especially in the red zone. I love it. I love it. Michigan-Ohio State. Man, ain't that something. <laughs> That's a nice little rivalry right there. And so, uh, yeah, there you go. There's uh, Jarrett Stidham. Just a couple little sound bites from him from earlier this week. And, Demond, I'll ask you before we move on to Devontae Adams, what are you expected to see from Jarrett Stidham tomorrow? I'm expecting to see a couple of touchdowns. I'm expecting to see him have even more command of the offense than he did in the first game. But it's going to be a little bit tough for me to predict a win. But I do think he's not going to put up the exact same numbers, you know, 350-plus yards or whatever. But I do think that he's going to have a good game, mainly because if you can do that against San Francisco's defense, you should be able to at least have a good game against the Kansas City Chiefs defense they'll have some film on them they'll be able to look at some things and say hey maybe we can try to take that away from them they know that he's a little bit mobile now but I still expect him to have a good game against the Chiefs you know and I think that that mobility is going to make it's going to make you know the the defense aware of okay hey he did this last week we can't just turn our back and and play defense we have to pay attention to him because if we give him some green grass he could take off, and he shows the willingness. It's the one thing to be able to do it. The other thing is to be willing to do it. 
he's willing to do it. He's got the athletic ability, but he's willing to use it. So that's something that will keep the defense honest, and I think that really plays in the, to, the, um, you know, to the favor of the silver and black. Now, Devontae Adams, just got a couple sound bites that I want you to hear from him, and one is about that big 60-yard touchdown pe- uh, catch and run that he had uh, from Jared Stidham, who got drilled on the sideline, but gave him an opportunity. Right, And when I asked uh, Devontae Adams in the locker room about that, like how important is it to have a quarterback not only be able to use his legs but keep his arms de- or his eyes down the field because a potential big play could happen, he said it was very important. So here's Devontae Adams talking about those off-schedule plays and Jared Stidham hanging in the pocket. A couple plays where uh, Jared was making some plays with his legs in the pocket, maneuvering around. The, the touchdown throw to you, as a wide receiver, when your quarterback decides, okay, it's time to maybe you know, check off something and, and go make some plays or – I mean, it's, it's fun. It's obviously something I got a lot of experience doing, um, playing with Aaron for such a long time. You get used to some of the off-schedule stuff, and, um, you know, that's what the really good quarterbacks do is they extend plays and they, and they find a way to, whether it's with their legs, you know, he did that a couple times, or if it's just buying a little bit more time and, and holding on until the last second like you know that's, that's not easy to do you gotta be a pretty tough guy to sit in there and you know take a hit like that just to make sure you you know you, you're giving it everything you got as far as um, exhausting all your options so um, I got a lot of respect for just the way he sees the game in that aspect because you saw that in preseason and then you know you never know if it's going to pan out like that when the, you know it's real live bullets when the, when the season starts but to see that I was definitely impressed to, to know that he has that in his bag and um, you know, that, that he's, he's tough enough to hold on to, to make any play work. So there's Devontae Adams. You heard Vinny Bonsignor ask the question about, you know, hanging in the pocket. And, again, it does take toughness because uh, Jared Sidham got drilled. There was no doubt about that. He got drilled, but he, he took the hit. He made the throw, made it on target. You know, he saw and he knew what was about to happen. He knew Devontae Adams was opening up. And as long as he held that ball for one more second, even though it was going to ta- cost him a hit, he was going to be able to make that pass, and that was going to be a touchdown. It turned into six. It was a really good heads-up play by uh, both Devontae Adams and Jared Stidham because, remember, Devontae Adams has to keep on working. It's not like he gave up on the play. He saw his quarterback moving, and he kept moving, kept moving, kept moving, but at the same time putting himself in position to get behind that DB and make the play and get in the end zone and score. So he did that. Toughness shown by Jared Stidham. Well, here's Devontae Adams talking about Josh Jacobs and his toughness. He's been tough. All season long, we'll see if he actually plays on Saturday. I do gut feeling tells me he's going to play, but we won't know until we know. But here's Devontae Adams talking about the toughness of Josh Jacobs. Well, it tells me what I assumed about him before, what I thought I knew. But, you know, now it just basically validated that and confirmed everything that I um, I thought I knew. And, I mean, he's, he's another dude that's extremely tough. He's like me in a sense, like, you know, the real tough guys are the ones that they don't tell you about everything they're going through. So you see the stuff that's on the injury report, but you don't really know everything that every guy's going through. So some of them, you know, the fake tough ones, they'll know, and you'll see that it'll be lit up. Everything, every week it'll be on there. I mean, realistically, that's how the the league would be. If it was really, you know, you had to put every single thing you felt and you were that was nagging you or bothering you throughout the season, it would be a pretty extensive injury sheet with uh, probably every single player on that. one way or the other so when you got a guy like Josh that you know he obviously has the the pinky and some you know the calf that he battled through we went and set a record and, and does that type of stuff that's what I expect from him now after knowing who he is um, it's not something you can expect from just anybody though so um, that, that should say a lot there's Devontae Adams right there talking about the toughness of Josh Jacobs and that's the guarantee is that everybody is injured or not injured everybody is hurt to a certain extent 
right now. You go through 18 weeks of an NFL season, you're going to be hurt. That doesn't mean you can't play. There's a difference between I heard Herm Edwards on my way over here. I was listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN National, but I was listening to it on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, and Herm Edwards kept going on about there's a difference between being hurt and injured. If you're injured, you can't go. But if you're hurt, you get out there and you play. And uh, so that, that's the thing. Like, Josh Jacobs has been hurt a lot this season, but he's gone out there and played. Devontae Adams has been hurt. Hell, Derek Carr was hurt early in the season, went out there and played. Everyone is going to be banged up to a certain extent. It's just if you're injured, you can't go. And so I'm hoping that we see just a, a hurt, slightly banged up Josh Jacobs go uh, for a little bit, of, you know, a little bit at least tomorrow, giving him a chance. Again, I'm being selfish, but uh, giving him a chance to win that rushing title, I just think that would be a nice feather in the cap for him and what he's trying to get accomplished this offseason. So those are just a few sounds from quarterback Jared Stidham and also wide receiver Devontae Adams. Got a couple texts I want to get to, and then we'll take a quick break. We're here at Buffalo Wild Wings at the Galleria Mall. Come on by, get hooked up. We've got some prizes still on this table, and we're really to give them to you. Uh, Mailman Raider hit us up said, Q, how do we win? Stidham do what he did last week uh, versus D. That's not the 49ers. Mahomes mistakes and, of course, an Abdullah touchdown return. Also, I hate Saturday games. I don't get to put my feet up and watch. I got to listen to the game in one ear while I got angry customers complaining about me delivering their bills in the other one. That's from Mailman Raider who's putting in the work on a Saturday. And, yeah, I think that you have to see similar to the same thing that you saw from Stidham against San Francisco last week. You want to see him eliminate the mistakes, eliminate the turnovers. Uh, you know, and then everything wasn't perfect, right? I mean, everything wasn't. You didn't hear all the calls as quickly as possible. I mean, there was a lot of times when the play clock was running down and it was getting close to zero, and I was like, all right, you got to snap the ball, and, and they did it. It wasn't as much as we had seen in previous weeks, but you still saw some of that. So as far as I'm concerned, I want to see him look you know, even more confident, especially going up against that Niners team. Just see that confidence. If he goes out there and is confident, the rest of the team will be confident around him. Uh, I'm with you on that Abdullah touchdown return. I only got one game to have my prediction be correct, so uh, I'm hoping that it's tomorrow. And, you know, I like Saturday games. Well, I mean, I like any games, but I, I like Saturday games because it's different. And, you know, when Sunday comes and the rest of the league is playing, uh, we could all sit around and kick it and, and chill and, and just get a little bit of, of downtime and get prepared for the following week. So there, that's the kind of compromise. I know you want to sit down and put your feet up and watch the game, but at least you can, you know, you can work, you can listen to it in one ear, and then – Raiders get a victory, you can celebrate it on Sunday. So maybe Saturday night as well. So there you go. There's that. Um, Vegas Pete had us up and said, I was going to come see you today, but I can't get there. Anyway, since our backup is starting, Max, Max needs to knock out Mahomes, and then they have to play with their backup. Cover Kelsey, keep Andy Reid away from the markers. I got a feeling we're going to get revenge for the Monday night screw job. Super sad the season ends tomorrow, but let's just win, baby. That's from Vegas Pete. And, yeah, I mean, I'll never, you know, root for a dude to get injured or anything, but um, Max has got to be physical. The Raiders' defensive line's got to be physical. You can't let Patrick Mahomes just sit back there and get comfortable. If he does, he'll pick you apart all day. He's just that good. But last time they played in week five, Max was very physical when it came to Patrick Mahomes. He got him down to the ground a couple times, was jawing with each other. I thought that that was really cool uh, to see the franchise quarterback of the Chiefs and, of course, the franchise face of uh, the Raiders with Max Crosby jawing back and forth with each other. That, I thought, was really cool. Uh, let's take one quick call, and then we'll take a break. Let's go out to the um, Let's go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. talk to our guy, Bernard. Welcome to the show. Hey, Q. Uh, great job as usual, man. Keep up the good work, you and, and you and Devon, man. Appreciate you. You're you, uh, you one of the hardest working men I know, man. I, I love listening to you guys, man. 
Uh, I just want to touch on something real quick. I'm, I, I was, that was music to my ears uh, hearing Devontae Adams say yesterday, you know, he wanted to come here before, you know, Carr was here. You know, he's, yep. he was a Raiders fan, you know, way before that. So that, that was music to my ears because, you know, all the chatter started with uh, after the Derek Carr stuff, you know, is, is he going to want to leave, so on and so forth. And it just brought me back to Randy Moss, Antonio Brown. I'm like, why would we get a star receiver? We, we can't hold on to him. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. some drama. But I'm not putting him in that group because his character is way way above above there. So music to my ears. Um, and nothing. We're going to be in a good place, man, because he's a, he's a great leader. We got Max Crosby and and we got Jacobs, if, you know, if he decides to stay. And his comments yesterday, he's saying he's not worried about the money. You know, hopefully we compensate him. But in times past, you've been a Raider fan for a long time. It seems like we was always devoid of, of having, you know, having leaders. Yeah. And we got leaders that are also high performers. So I think the Raiders going to be in a good spot. Uh, obviously, we got to get the quarterback uh, situation uh, figured out and open the competition up. Let's see how Stidham does this week. And uh, I think he's going well tomorrow. I think he's going to do great tomorrow. And um, one more thing, man. What's up with our, our Raider players taking so long to get into the Hall of Fame? And the one I'm going to bring up now, we talked about Cliff Branch before. Yeah. His was postmortem. He got in, you know, after, you know, he, he left us. Um, he wasn't a Raider his whole career. But Eric Allen, man, look at Eric Allen's stats compared to Aeneas Williams. Eric Allen should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know yeah. what's taking so long. The man had over 50-some interceptions. Um, I think it's like 54, 53. I'm just in interceptions for touchdowns, and the man is a class act. Get this man in the Hall of Fame, and I wish you can get him on on your show a little, little bit more often. I love listening to him talk football and get in the ear of our DBs and tell them to turn around, man, and look for the ball so we can get some picks. <laughs> yes, but um, go Raiders, keep up the good work, man, as usual. And I'm so glad I found your show a couple years ago, man. You you just you, you keep it real all the time, and you're just doing an awesome job since you got here to, to got there to Vegas. And I want to always say it. You make me feel like I'm like I'm down there with you because, as you know, and you speak on it, they did not get any coverage while they were here. And um, you guys just keep it real, man. And so it's, I'm glad you got this. You got that platform because you make us just feel like we right right there in Vegas with you, even though I'm still down here in the Bay Area. Appreciate you, Bernard. Appreciate you. And yeah, man, this is this is fun for us, man. We love to have this kind of coverage and and provide it for uh, Raider Nation. And it's not just you know week one through eighteen. It's the off season. It's like it's it's all year long. That's what it is. And when it comes to Eric Allen, man, the good thing about Eric, there's there's certain players that I look at and I'm like, man, I looked up to that guy when, you know, he was playing and I was just growing up watching him. The thing about Eric Allen is not only is he a fantastic player, but you hit on it, he's a fantastic dude, right? He's just a great guy. There is not one person that's been to the torch any day when Eric Allen is there with JT on the official pregame show. There's not one person that will go up to Eric Allen and say, hey, man, can I take a picture with you real quick that he'll say no to. As long as he's not literally talking at the same time, if he's in a break, he'll take a picture with everybody, he'll shake people's hands, he'll talk to them. And just in the time that I've been here, I mean, I used to talk to him at the barbershop. I tell the story all the time. We used to talk all the time at the barbershop in, in Hayward, California, in Gums Barbershop. Uh, he'd take his son in there. But ever since I've been here, I mean, me and him have become really close. Like, I, I, I look at Eric Allen and say, that's my friend, right? And that, that, is, that is incredible. Right, because like you said, this dude should be in the Hall of Fame. 789 total tackles, three sacks in his career, six forced fumbles, seven fumble recoveries, 54 interceptions, nine defensive touchdowns. Played from 88 to 2001, and the thing about it is the reason why he gets looked over 
is because he wasn't flashy. He wasn't braggadocious. He didn't have a touchdown celebration dance. He didn't have a cute nickname. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. He just didn't have that. He was just Eric Allen, and he was the pro's pro. He knew what to do. He helped guys like Mark McMillan, who we have on the show quite a bit, helped him along. I mean, just the guy is a, 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 he's a true definition of a pro. And uh, I hate that, you know, that he, he hasn't made it to the Hall. I'm hoping that he does at some point. But you know what? If, if, he, if he never makes it to the Hall of Fame, he's a Hall of Fame dude, and he knows it, and his career, has, his career speaks for himself. 421 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back. We'll get to Raider Mac. We'll get to some text. we got Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com coming up just around 430. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 425 is the time. We're here at Buffalo Wild Wings. We've got Lee Sterling coming up in a few minutes from ParamountSports.com. We'll take a look around the NFL for some uh, games that you can win some money on. We'll do that coming up, like I said, in just a few minutes. We do have a couple phone calls that we want to get to, plus a few texts on the Don'tBeBroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick and talk to Raider Mac. What's up, fellas? Happy New Year's to you guys, man. You guys did an incredible job. All season long, man. I, I just, you guys don't realize how much you guys do for the Raider Nation with all your guests and all your insight. And, you know, thank God about, um, DeMar Hamlin. Um, you know, man, the kid is recovering and, you know, all the prayers went out, man. Just, you know, God is good. And, uh, man, I just want to thank you guys for also bringing that cardiologist because he, uh, the cardiologist told us a lot of stuff that we wouldn't have known. And I appreciate that, man. That was really helpful, man, because that was a scary scene Monday night, man. Yeah. I was just praying. As soon as I seen, when I heard CPR, I knew that was life, something to do with life, because I do medical stuff. So I knew that was a life-threatening situation when you got to do CPR. Hey, Q, I think the biggest thing for uh, for tomorrow game is not pressure on Mahomes. Keep him inside the pocket. The, the problem is, is every time you – you go and you lose containment, this guy makes plays. That's where he makes his biggest plays outside and Kelsey. Kelsey going to do what he's going to do. But you know what? You got to keep Mahomes in. Contain Mahomes in the pocket, not outside, and get the secondary together. Right. Last thing, hey, um, I know we were busy with um, Hamlin and other stuff going on this week, but I never – did you guys ever touch on what um, David Carr said about the organization and all the stuff that he was spewing? I know it's a sensitive subject because Derek is still on the team. Um, I'll hang up with this, man. We appreciate you guys for the whole year. You and DeMont did a great job. You know, you hung up on me and, and <laughs> you know, you got mad at me a couple of times. But, but it's all it's good. Okay, man. We still love y'all, man. Appreciate y'all did, you. I, I just want to say, man, y'all did a wonderful job. Where I can't find no station. I, my boys, they got Cowboy Station, all these other stations. You guys brought it the whole the whole year and continue that for the off season. You guys take care. I just want to hear your your take on on Derek Carr. Yeah, uh, I got um, you, brother David. All right, thanks. Q. Thanks, man. Guys- thanks, Raider Mac. Yeah, it's good to hear from you, my man. And yeah, I'll say this, man. As far as I didn't even pay attention. I know David, and I respect David. I know he works for NFL Network, and hell, I respect Derek. Uh, so I don't, you know, I'm not trying to throw dirt on the guy's, you know, on, on his name and anything like that. I'm not that guy. But David, you know, he went to bat for his, his little bro, right, which is what is natural. Everyone does it. But, you know, when, 
when, when your ex's family member talks about you, do you really get offended? Like, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if, if all of a sudden I find out, like, oh, hey, Q, your baby mama's brother is talking about you, and she's talking bad about you. Well, of course she is. Right? I mean, you know what I mean? It's like the ex's family members are always going to talk bad about you. I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. So I never really worried about it. Uh, I knew that he was going on, and he's going to go on some podcasts and talk about, you know, how bad the organization is. And, look, I mean, we know what we know from, you know, a, a distance. We know that Derek did a lot of really good things. I, that's what I said. I'll never put dirt on his name. I think he did some really good things for the organization. It's just at some point, wasn't able to get over the hump. And as, at some point, everyone gets replaced. You know, I, I say it all the time. You know, if if someone at some point someone's going to come along and take my job, and and that's you know it is what it is. The the, the show will go on. It always does. And you know, that's just kind of what it is. So I, I never really addressed. I know the morning tailgate did, but I really didn't touch on the David Carr stuff because it's basically what I expected. But now before we get to Lee Sterling, I got to get down. I got to get the details right now. So earlier we played a commercial, and it's very rarely that I go get like real fired up by a commercial, but. This commercial had something to do with, you know, things that I like in life. And it was a spot, and I guess I like everything in Caesar's Forum, apparently. But, Damon, play this commercial real quick. And I know that we have a guest in studio right now, so play the commercial that I'm talking about real quick. Seoul Mexican Cocina, where Baja meets the boulevard. Enjoy house-made margaritas and elevate your happy hour with over 100 tequilas. Savor the flavors of coastal Mexican cuisine. Seoul Mexican Cocina, now open at the Forum Shops at Caesars. Now that place sounds fantastic. All right, that sounds like right up my alley. I'm already thinking that after the game tomorrow, after, you know, after uh, I do the media stuff, go into the locker room, do what we got to do, get to the house, that's where I'm making a beeline to. Like, I'm trying to make a reservation. But you heard that voice on there, and that's our good friend Sylvia. And Sylvia's in studio right now. So, Sylvia, come to the, come to the uh, mic, and you're on the mic. I'm on the mic. Okay. Well, that was you on the commercial, right? It is not. Shut up. It's not. Who was it? I don't know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Are you serious? It's not me. It sounds like me. I heard it. I was telling Damon today, or right now, that I heard it earlier today. And I was like, when did I voice that spot? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Lee- it sounds like me. I'm not going to yes. say no. It's okay. very similar. Okay. Okay. So then I guess if I ask you how great it is, you can't tell me because you wouldn't know. No. They didn't hook it up. Oh, man. It sounded good, though, didn't it? It sounds great. See? That's what I'm talking she's a, about. She's a beautiful voice. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. One, I'm surprised you're still at the station on Friday at 430, but I appreciate you being there. I know. Oh, oh when you texted me, hey, are you at the station? Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm in my office doing work. That is so, well, you were doing work until I distracted yeah. you and had you talk about someone's voice who's not even yours. Nope. That's unbelievable. When do you, okay, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. And I asked him on and he was like, Q, I have no idea. Do you know when that commercial arrived? Like, when did we get that account? I don't know. Have you heard that before? I heard it earlier today. That was the only time. That was the first this time is, you heard this it, This right? is the second time I've heard it. Thank you. I've heard it twice during the show today and I keep telling him on. I was like, when the hell did we get that? And it's a commercial. <laughs> I've always if you've if you've heard Crazy Horse three, yeah, that's that one's me. I, well, you're on our you're on our uh, opening yeah. for the show too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We use your voice quite a bit, so yeah. that's why I thought I was going to get the insight on on no. this margarita spot because I'm a guy that loves. Me I don't some even margaritas. know how I don't even know how it is in Crazy Horse three. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> get out of here! I we know you go got a wedding. To to, we know you got a wedding to pay for. <laughs> that's true. It's so expensive. God dang. <laughs> Thank you, Sylvia. I appreciate you. Yep. 
Unbelievable. There's Sylvia. She's on uh, our sister station, Comp, and which, matter of fact, is uh, the FM station for the Silver and Black. You like how I tied that all together? See, I brought it all back to the Raiders. That is professionalism at its finest right there. I, I, that, I just came up on that on the fly, by the way. But still, man, I just swore. Damon, I swore that that was Sylvia on that commercial. Didn't it? Well, she said it sounded like her. I mean, what more proof do you need? She thought it sounded like her, too. I mean, you, you're vindicated. Uh, I mean, I would have been all right anyway, but I just I thought it was I, I just kind of would have felt bad that I guess every every, uh, you know, Mexican food restaurant's got to be Sylvia on the commercials. So. When we were talking about it, when she was like telling me before, like you, you brought her on, I was like, oh, so that's not you. She's like, no, that's not me. And it's like, oh, well, this will be interesting. Well, I'm glad that you gave me the heads up that it wasn't. I'm see. See, with friends like that, man, who needs enemies? Right. With friends like that, Demond didn't even leave me any kind of heads up or anything. Oh, by the way, Q, I know you think this is Sylvia on the commercial. It's not could it could have just, you know, played it off. But. That's cool. Thanks, Damon. That was better that way. Yeah, it was. Anyway, that sounds like a fantastic place, and I'm definitely going to go check it out inside the Caesars Forum. But right now we're at Buffalo Wild Wings. Got about 27 minutes left in the show. Coming up next, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. He'll join the show. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. It's time to take a look at the lines that can help win you some money with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Brought to you by Joe's Stone Crab, located inside the Caesars Forum Shops, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And Lee Sterling joins us now from ParamountSports.com as we close out the week real strong, talking a little betting lines and looking at some action that's going down this weekend, including the Raiders game that will uh, end the 2022 season. But, Lee, thanks so much for joining us. As always, it's kind of weird, man, not having a Thursday night football game to, to come in and start talking about. How strange was that? And is that a bit of reality that the regular season is about to get wrapped up? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely strange. I um, <laughs> usually come home from work. Um, <laughs> uh get my dinner ready and usually head to the man cave and didn't have it. So I had to, had to fill it in with some other things, watching some college basketball and NBA action. So it definitely was strange because that usually is the top TV in my man cave of the three games that I'm watching. Yeah, exactly. It was real strange for me to turn on TV and realize, Hey, wait, there is no Thursday night football. So again, harsh reality. This is week 18 in the NFL season. Black Monday will come for some coaches around the league as well. But, hey, let's get into some action, Lee, uh, from this upcoming weekend, some NFL games, uh, some that have some big implications as well. Again, we're talking with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Necessary Roughness. So we'll start this off. Jacksonville and the Tennessee Titans. Didn't think Jacksonville would be playing for a division title, but here we are. Jacksonville minus six versus Tennessee. How are you feeling this one, Lee? I thought there was a much better chance they would be playing for the first pick in the draft. Right here, but uh, it's crazy. Uh, I've I, I talked to a lot of people. No one I know thought that they had a chance. If they won, they'd be playing to get into the playoffs. But um, good coaching staff, good job by Doug Peterson. Uh, they have gotten healthy. One of the teams with the least amount of injuries last year looked like a mass unit once they got to the end of the year. Travis Etienne was hurt before the season started last year. He is clearly one of the top five running backs running and catching the football out of the backfield. He is a weapon when he gets into the uh, defensive secondary open. And, um, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, everyone thought he was going to be really good, but uh, all of a sudden he has really come of age. He's also one of the top-rated quarterbacks the second half of the season. I also liked the approach Doug Peterson had. Uh, played all the starters last week, wanted to keep that momentum going, and they sure kept it going. They beat a team that had beaten them nine straight times. The Houston Texans took care of them easily. And on the other side, Mike Vrabel said, okay, we're basically going to rest everyone. We're going to tank. 
uh, last Thursday against Dallas. They did. Uh, now they're going to try to, you know, get as healthy as they can. They are still, though, starting a third-string quarterback here in Dobbs, and uh, very few teams, third-string quarterbacks win. Now a few cover, but very few win here. Uh, first game of the year, Jacksonville won 36-22. to They torched the Titans secondary. I just don't think the Titans can make the necessary changes here, and even the owner kind of sent a message uh, uh, where she thought the program was held, headed here. Um, fires the GM at seven and three, and then they lose six straight after that. So I think they got big problems. Even, even if Derrick Henry has a big game here, I think they have to run for 150 plus yards for them to have a chance. I like Jacksonville. I think they score early and often. Jacksonville 30 to 13 over Tennessee on Saturday. Boom! There it is, right there. The Jaguars—they're punching their ticket to the playoffs and the division title. On top of that, Jacksonville, Tennessee. And I know my man Demond Cotton, big Titans fan, back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studios. Not happy to hear that, but Demond, you know—you <laughs> know that the team is not very good. Moving on, how about this game? Uh, for many reasons, this is a big game. The Buffalo Bills—we know everything going on with Buffalo and Demar Hamlin, who good signs are he's getting better, getting better, and getting better, which is awesome. Still got a long way to go, but they're taking on the New England Patriots right now, Lee. Buffalo is minus six and a half versus New England. Break this one down for us. All right, we know the situation with DeMar Hamlin, and he is getting better, and I think that's a big plus for this Buffalo team. I think they can exhale a little bit right now. If he hadn't come out of the coma, I think that, you know, they would have been totally distracted, but I think the crowd is going to play a big part in this game. Don't say that very often, Mm -hmm. but uh, they might start a little slow, maybe the first series or two, but I think the crowd is going to give them a big boost. By the second quarter, they're going to get into a groove here, and I think they're going to be able to do it easily against the New England team. Eight and eight team that I don't know how they're eight and eight. I mean, the Dolphins should have beat them last week without that pick six. They've been playing against mostly backup quarterbacks, like last week and when they faced Teddy Bridgewater. They have also returned seven defensive takeaways into touchdowns the most in the league since 2007. I think you're going to see a coaching change. I think Matt Patricia will be either let go or assigned to a def- different position for New England. Never should have been put at the offensive coordinator's position. They're only scoring 21.3 points per game. That's 5.3 fewer points per game than last year, and that includes those seven defensive touchdowns here. I think Josh Allen uh, is going to just – be able to have his way here with New England in the second half here. Let's go with Buffalo here. 31-17. Boom, there it is right there. Yeah, I'm riding with the Bills as well. And, you know, they're going to be one of those teams, man, that uh, a lot of folks, if they don't have a dog in the fight, they're going to ride with Buffalo because of everything going on. They're just kind of rooting for them, right? It just feels like that's going to be one of these uh, ends to this season and this playoff push. Yep. But definitely going to, uh, you know, uh, pull for Buffalo in this one against New England. And I think for every reason that you broke down, uh, Buffalo gets this W and uh, feels good about themselves. Again, we're talking with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com here on Radio Nation Radio 920 on this say roughness we have lee on the show each and every friday at this time well lee let's close things out strong man afc west division uh rival game it's right here in las vegas kansas city they're playing for the number one seed they have a potential to have that number one seed and the raiders are playing for pride uh the chiefs are 13 and 3 the raiders are 6 and 10 chiefs minus nine and a half versus the raiders lee how are you feeling this one so my database goes back 25 years q and you look at teams that have winning records. Uh, we've never seen, never, in the tw- last 25 years, a team with the best record. The NFL, like the Chiefs at 13-3 and three now, have a point spread record, that's right, of two, 
thirteen and one. I mean, this is crazy here. Uh, they're one ten and one against the spread the last twelve games following a victory. One nine and one against the spread the last eleven games when laying four more points. The Raiders, on the other hand, uh, have covered the last six times they faced an opponent with a winning record. Here, obviously, they've blown an NFL record five double-digit leads in the second half. Otherwise, they'd be playing for a playoff spot. Right now, Jared Stidham, probably not the answer long-term, but I thought played at a high level the first game. He was put in as a starter against, as we know, maybe the best defense in the NFL, uh, San Francisco 49ers. Um, Look at the weapons for for Vegas. Finally, all healthy here. Devontae Adams played well. Uh, Josh Jacobs played well running and catching the ball here. They're probably maybe the best combo running back receiver in the NFL. And also, Darren Waller was healthy. He had three big catches. Hunter Redfro had three catches here. So I think Vegas is going to be able to score on Kansas City. And I also think Kansas City can score on the Vegas defense. I just think like last week, line's way too high here. I think Kansas City wins the game 35-30 like almost every game this year. They win, but they don't cover. Take the nine and a half points. The Las Vegas Raiders here. There you go. This weekend. Makes a lot of yep. sense. Really makes a lot of sense. And, again, I remember going back to last week when all of a sudden the, the line got boosted up to uh, the Raiders were 10-point underdogs or something. Yep. I thought, man, that was that was disrespectful. And they covered that, took the 49ers all the way to overtime. So they do a good job of covering. They don't do a good job yep. of winning as of right now. But there you go. The Chiefs minus 9.5 versus the Raiders. Looks like Kansas City gets the dub. But go ahead and take the Raiders and the points. Well, great stuff as always, Lee. It's been a fun ride throughout this 2022 season. And this is just getting uh, the regular the season wrapped up we will get into the playoffs but if anyone wants to reach out to you in the meantime in between time what do they need to do well just go to the website paramountsports.com you get the last week of the nfl season what looks like we'll have four or five big plays there we'll have the college football championship game on monday night we've hit each of the last four of those the entire playoffs and the super bowl where we won three of the last four uh it's only 347 last year we discounted it to 247 I'm in a great mood. Just $147 gets you every football selection we have through the Super Bowl. Just one place, ParamountSports.com. There it is right there. Well, Lee, as always, my man, definitely appreciate you. Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy all the games. And uh, next week we'll be talking about playoffs, man. I look forward to it. But uh, definitely appreciate you as always. Thanks, buddy. Take care. There he goes. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com with us. He does it every single Friday at this time we got a few minutes here before we close up the show we're here at buffalo wild wings at the galleria mall Uh, my man juan the smasher just rolled out him and baby smasher and his daughter as well rolled out but uh, they came by got some good food prepared themselves for the weekend and the upcoming game on saturday got a bunch of text messages to get to real quick uh this one's from the five and dime avid listener he says avid listener here first time i heard that commercial was today talking about that commercial see i wasn't the only one See, I was not the only one. It's the small things in life that, you know, I realize and I, I, I pick up on. And that commercial, I picked up on. So there's that one. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, I knew I wasn't crazy, Damon. Uh, Mailman Raider said, Q, one more thing. Say Stidham goes out there, puts up 400 yards, three touchdowns, and a dub. Do we still want a veteran? What is this? Uh, what if this is who Stidham is? That's from Mailman Raider. You know, and that's that's the good thing about it. That's the that's for the front office to decide. They know him better than any of us know him, right? He's been with with Josh McDaniels for the last four years, so he knows exactly what he's capable of doing. He knows what he's able to bring to the table. He knows if he feels confident moving forward with him as a starting quarterback. Me, I just from seeing his first start and seeing what we see tomorrow, 
it's only going to be two starts. So I don't. I wouldn't want to just say, oh yeah, no doubt he's the he's the starter moving forward. You know, when you only have that small sample size, I just think that that's a big risk for a small sample size. You know, and, and it, it all depends on what this front office wants. I mean, it's just that simple. I again, I think, and this is just my gut feeling. I think that they're going to go after a veteran, and I think they're also going to try to hold on to Stidham, but that's just my gut feeling. That doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen. So we will see. But thank you for that text. I appreciate you. Uh, Vegas Pete said you should end uh, the show on Monday with End of the Road by Boys to Men since the season will be over. That's a proper ending. Speaking of Monday, we will be at the Oyo, the Underground Lounge, as we are every Monday for Monday Night Football, but we'll be there for the National Championship game. So same routine as always, 2 to 5, unnecessary roughness, then kickoff is right there at 5. TCU in Georgia, and I'll tell you, if you had told me that this was going to be the national championship game before the season started, I would have told you you're crazy. So yeah, Georgia probably is going to be there, but there ain't no way TCU is going to be there, and boom, here they are. The Horned Frogs are there, and it would be awesome. It would be great in so many different ways to see TCU win that one, so uh, not trying to go against Samir White. I know he's a proud Georgia Bulldog, but man, if TCU gets that dub on, uh, on Monday, that would be amazing. I would love to see that happen. Uh, cannot wait to see that national championship game. Uh, also, got a couple more texts. Let me get to them. Jason and MD. Uh, I'll be glad when Brady retires after this season so you can put this stupid rumor to bed. Y'all cried all season about Carr not using his legs when he had to make a defensive lineman miss every play. Yet y'all want to bring in 50-year-old Brady who uses his legs less than Carr, and y'all expect the front office to improve the offensive line that they should just they should have improved last year and didn't. Shaking my head. Tampa had key injuries. The Raiders just need to improve. I don't see Brady making a lateral move to a team that can't even field a decent defense, not to mention he'd have to fight the Chargers and Chiefs to make the playoffs. When has he ever faced that kind of competition to make the playoffs in his entire career? That's Jason Maryland. Thank you so much for the text, my man. I do appreciate you, and I'll start with the, the end, the, the facing the Chargers and Chiefs to make the playoffs. What competitor doesn't want to go against the best? What, what competitor is like, oh, I'm looking for an easy path? Who does that? I don't think that, that I, that's not how you're cut. I know that's not how you are, Jason. I'm sure you don't want to look for the easy path in your whatever job you do. I know I don't look for the easy path in my job. Competition ain't nothing to me. I appreciate competition. I think competition makes us all better. I don't think Brady, with his six rings, has ever shied away from tough competition. I, I'm not a genius, but I'm just saying. I don't think that he's ever shied away from competition. That dude, you want to talk about a competitor. That dude wants to win at all costs. But that's fine. I mean, you know, whatever. It's cool. Uh, Tampa Bay did have key injuries, and I think the Raiders, even though they didn't have the season that they had, they didn't look like a team out there on the schedule. I mean, you tell me what, what team on their schedule that they had they were not in the same league with. The only, team, the only game that they got blown out was in the Saints game, and that's not because the Saints were head and shoulders that much better than them. I mean, really, think about it. Think about the teams that they played all 17 or well, 16 games that they played with the Chiefs coming up tomorrow. Was there any team on that schedule that you're like, they cannot play with? Seriously. There wasn't, was there? The Chargers, yeah, they're good. They split with them. The Chiefs, they damn near took them to overtime. I, Denver, they swept. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't see a team that, I don't see a team in the league that they can't play with. As far as him running, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that, and that's why I keep saying if they were to bring in Brady, they would have to improve the offensive line because he's not going to run around. But as far as it being me starting a rumor, I'm not starting a rumor. I'm just telling you what my gut feeling is. 
I, and that, that's, that's actually literally my job is to tell you what my gut feeling is. It's not a rumor. Hugh, let me ask you something. Yes. When it, who was the guest that we had? They, they didn't say, like, you know, extending the plays, but they used the word improvisation. Yeah, like impro- he can, yeah, yeah, he yeah. can improvise in the pocket. Right. He can extend those plays. So it's not always about, hey, is this guy going to take off like Lamar Jackson and then score a touchdown? Right. And I know that the league, it's going towards the mobile quarterback more and more, and we see that. Yeah. But in the past couple of Super Bowl winners, who's been the most electric quarterback? People say that, and when, when you, oh, we need a more quarterback, you need a mobile quarterback, you would think that the past 10 Super Bowl winners have all been Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. <laughs> right. Right? That's a good point. That's a great just, point. People say that, but when it comes down to winning at the end of the day, it's not like you get a mobile quarterback and then that fixes all, all the solutions. The front office doesn't say, hey, we got a mobile quarterback. Now we can have the cheapest offensive line in the league. Right. I just think that that, that is where this organization is going to go. I think that they're going to look for a veteran. And again, I, I could be wrong. I'm, like I said, I, I've never, ever started a rumor. Never. That would be foolish and that would be reckless, and I'll never do that. I'm just going to pass along what I think because people are going to ask me, Hugh, what do you think they're going to do with the quarterback position? Well, this is my gut feeling. Brady could retire. Brady could stay in Tampa Bay. Brady could do anything he wants. He can go to the Jets. He can do anything he wants. He's a free agent. It's just part of the conversation because it is. There's easy connections to it. You know, Josh McDaniels is there. You see what he's doing with Stidham. You know, I mean, Jason, what's your solution? What do you think that the Raiders should do with their quarterback position? I'll, I'll ask you. And I don't think that you're starting a rumor. I think you're just answering my question. It's not a, not a, not a big deal. And I, no one cried. No one cried about anything all season. The only person who cried was Derek Carr. And I don't care about that. I thought that was great. thought it was cool showing, showing that he cared. So, that's, I mean, that's really about it. I don't, uh, I don't know. Everybody wants the Tebow promise speech after every loss. <laughs> but then when you show too much emotion, it's why you're showing that much emotion. Right. Uh, got a text from the 707 AQ. Prior text was correct. Brady has rarely ever used his legs to escape. Carr has been blasted for not taking off a net enough, yet some of these people want Brady. Isn't that like an oxymoron? No, I don't think so. I understand what you mean. And I think DeMond hit it on the head when he said it's not always necessarily about running. It's about being smart with the ball. It's about being really good when you deliver the ball. And I think that we could all agree, regardless if you like the guy or not, Brady is still a really good quarterback, really good quarterback. Regardless if you don't like him, I mean, if you don't like him, that's fine. But the dude could play, and I don't think there's any question that he could play. You've seen the Raiders with a solid offensive line when they had the car insurance? Great. They don't have that now. If they were to get a guy like Brady, I think, just my thoughts, they would have to go out and make sure that they have that. But that's just me. We'll see what happens. Jared Stidham's the quarterback. He's the quarterback tomorrow. We'll see him wrap up the season against the Chiefs. 1.30 kickoff, 10.30 pre-pre-show from the torch. It's Radish Radio 920.